have to say that um, Jodie Comer playing Villanelle is probably one of my favorite villains. She's fun to watch. She's probably one of my favorite villains on TV in a long time. I love her. Like, I'll show up for anything Sandra owes in. She's always been, like, she's always been amazing. I've loved her since Grey's Anatomy. She's wonderful in Sideways, and anything she ever touches is golden. But this Jodie Comer comes out of nowhere and plays this beautiful psychopath assassin with such relish, it's undeniable. This cast is is just stellar. It is stellar. The two of them alone, like, oh my God, you know, we just talked about something uh, a couple of podcasts back about, you know, it's it kind of, it fucks you when your two leads are not, you know, they're the least, your audience is least interested in them. Like these two, they just, I'm just here for whatever they're doing. They're, uh, Villanelle's assassin, her, her assassin, her obsession with Eve. Um, and then I love Fiona Shaw's Carolyn Martins. Yeah. She's, uh, love her in everything. You know, and we always forget. I always forget. I was like, where do I see? I've seen her on a bunch of stuff. But then when you realize that she's, uh, she's Petunia Dursley, right? And uh, the Harry Potter movies. So how you said, uh, you know, Harry Potter seems like a million years ago, doesn't it? But, uh, yeah, just to see. Oh, and again, I was just remembering she was in True Blood. Yeah, Petunia Dursley. So, and then who else? I was just talking about the other day. Um, Darren Boyd. Yes. Yes. He's awesome. Um, what do you like about Darren? What did you like about his performance? I, I just, I like I like him as a an actor. Yeah. You know, I liked him in everything I've seen him in. We liked him in Whites. Whites. He was great in Whites. He's just, he's got this great, he's one of those dudes, he can pull from any of the, the drawers, yeah. comedy, drama, he can be evil, he can be, I think, I still think he, he could still play a romantic lead. I'm interested in him. And he plays a, he plays a great douchebag in this one. Oh and my he's, God. And he's very believable. And Who? he's like, you know. Yeah. He is believable. Boy, he went out horribly. Who? Here's my question. I'm going to get this wrong. Who's her handler? Constantine. Yeah, Constantine. I have seen him in so many things, and then I forget that uh, that he exists, and then I see him and stuff, and then I'm like, the guy's always amazing. Like He's one of those guys who just shows up in something. He reminds me of a, an actor, a German actor, Bruno Gans. What's his name? His name, his real name is uh, Kim Bodnia. Okay, he's Danish. Yeah, he was. His ancestry is Poland, Polish, and Russian, but he's from Copenhagen. Yeah, born in '65. He's my homie. He's only one year older than me. Holla! So, um, I love him in anything. He's a guy who's just so good at what he does that he can just show up and like say four things. Or say nothing, and you're like, he's just, he's on that screen. He's doing his job. Not a scene chewer at all. Love him. Um, I like Sean Delaney as Kenny Stoughton. Um, Owen McDonald as Nico. And Kirby Howell Baptiste. I see her everywhere, and I always love her. She, if you watch a lot of British uh, stuff, that uh, and I do, I love her. Um, and, and I think she's crossing, crossing over more. She was in Barry 
and I'd forgotten that she was in Barry. She's in the comedy trip. She's at the the acting class. Yeah. And when I saw her there, I was like, what? They kind of tucked her, you know, in that cast. Like that, all those fellow acting students, students, there's just, there's a whole bunch of like just a pool of talent there behind Hater in that show. So hopefully they'll do more with the acting class in season two of Barry. And then she's in the series that I love called Love. Um, that's one that I don't know if you've watched that one. That no, one, I haven't seen that one. That one I think that you, I want to, I want you to watch it. It's coming upon season three pretty soon. That's one where you could sit down and just watch it and just watch kind of like the journey of this this girl and this guy getting together. I feel like it's Leslie Mann and John Apatow's story of them getting together in Los Angeles. But then knowing you, you may uh, eye roll a lot because it is the main story is about a white girl. So who cares? Mm. But this story, Killing Eve, I'm like, how are you going to sustain that? When you throw a title out there like that, that's like some big balls, right? You know, we're, gonna, we're killing Eve. And I'm like, I know the British. They're not going to do something like prison break. I'm like, so at one point the prison break happens and that feels like a finite thing that's going to happen. Prison break season Season, seven. Right. (laughs) Right. Like Supernatural season 17. Supernatural is just like this existentialist kind of, you know, title. It's just normal now. Right. But bank robbery season five is not plural. It's not prison breaks. It's not, you know. (laughs) Some bank robberies. So I'm like killing Eve. So, okay. And then of course the Brits, they do this. They give you eight episodes and go piss off. Come back for, you know, season one. And I, I quite loved it. I quite loved, um, here's the question. Did I miss it? I'm not again, force of the trees kind of person. This is me. What the fuck does Eve do in her, her unit? Did they provide security? I thought she was just an analyst. No, I think that, they're kind of the way they paint this, this, she works in MI5. She's in that division. So she's like in the FBI unit. If you want to equate it to America, cause everything has to be, you know, equated to America that she is a, she's a, she, she works in security, right? And their whole job is like witness protection or something. I feel like that's what her, her gig is only in the British version. It's just, a, it's a lot less sexier. Her and her partner sit around and exchange lunches and push paperwork around. I feel like they don't have any big, you know, they're not swinging guns around and stuff like that. They don't carry any guns. They're just, you know, this kind of thing. So she's, she's like, it says she's just an MI5 officer. Yeah, she's a security you know? officer. Yeah. So then she manages to get herself fired after like, you know, the uh, witnesses murderized plus everybody in the hospital. Um and then she's recruited by Fiona Shaw's character and, you know, all this stuff ensues and you find out, you know, and at one point Villanelle tells the truth to Eve. She goes, look, we all, you know, she's sitting, she breaks into Eve's house. She's sending her gifts. She dunks her in the bathtub. She tells her to shut up. They sit down and have some of her, uh, of Eve's husband's um, shepherd's pie. And they're at the table and she goes, you know, we kind of probably at the end of the day, we probably work for the same person, which is telling us exactly what happens is yeah. that ultimately... Go high, alert. Yeah, go high enough up and yeah the, all of these motherfuckers know each other which is the truth about the world only mm-hmm. with the way the british do this and there's like the british people wrote the show don't you love how i did that i'm not even talking about the creators when the british made this show all of the people in the uk <laughs> made killing eve hats off to the nation of working together when phoebe waller bridge made this show they say these subtle things in their their shows they don't have big dramatic timpani drums when it's like we all work for the same guy because we 
you know, here in America, you know, Russia is, uh, you know, Putin is our president, basically. And, well, Sean Hannity. I'm sorry. Sean Hannity is, well, Sean Hannity is the vice president and Putin is the president, right? I don't know the speaker of the house is in that scenario. Um, Mike Pence's butthole. I don't know. Um, so I digress. This was quite enjoyable and everybody, it, it kept popping up on these, uh, recommendation lists. Yeah. I, I subscribed to several of them. It's fun because I mean, I, I usually, I like, you know, spy espionage. You do love your, you love stuff. some spy stuff. And I like, you know, I like how it's quirky and it's, it's got like action. Yeah. Acting is great. Oh, and wow, I think, yeah. you know, the, it's very well cast. Um, there's so many of these things though that I weigh into with like my eye rolling, like like I'm trying to get into Dark City. I love that cast. I love who, everybody who was. It's it Dark City. There's so many like these where I'm like, oh my god, this is the best cast ever. And then I get in there and I'm just like, Ugh. I'm not a big yeah. procedural person. I'm not a big espionage person because I tend to follow the same formula. They do see they 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 do a good job with telling their story. I mean, it's it, they keep it interesting. It's not like you know. Spy versus spy, the same thing, same and like right. for like one of them, you got a Chinese guy who who likes to go to a German S and M club. Yes, you know, and just like gets assassinated. It's like bless this his heart is too. Just, this is you know, he got more. This than is quirky. For. Yeah, yeah. He likes to have his nuts put in a vice. <laughs> so you know, it's, it's not for the man who has everything. It's uh, it's it's fun like that. It's fun, like having your nuts in a vice. No, it, it's 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 quirky. It's it's you know, yes, it's not like watching Tom yes. Cruise be you know Mission Impossible. I just can't watch Tom in anything. You know, falling out of another helicopter or something. Art in the man, yeah. You know, yeah, I can't, yeah. Or you know, your typical Jason Bourne car chase. Yeah, it's better than that. It's funny. You know, and we were talking about not we're gonna we're not gonna do a podcast on it because I was I was kind of disappointed, even though we have a, we have a friend of our always well, not. He's not a friend. We worked with him. He's an awesome guy. But we watched Kingsman, the second one, and I was I was like, aw. It had so much potential. Yeah. Well, I mean. It was still fun. It was fun to watch, and, and it was some of the the special effects and and, and the stunt work was, was really good, too. But the first one, I think, you know, oh it, was, it was just like it was the characters, too. I mean. Well, I have to say, I, unless the action is of a certain ilk. And unless the writing is of a certain ilk, and boy, this makes me sound like I am just up here, just just blowing myself. I just, I guess, I've seen a lot of shit over the years. That, that used to be my jam, like action movies and Bond and all that stuff. If it was, if there was a car chase in it, I would watch it. I think I got oversaturated on that stuff, and then everything got so predictable and formulaic. You know, the French Connection is pretty fucking awesome, and it's kind of hard to top that. So when you're just making like Need for Speed. Yeah. You know, well, not and, Need for Speed. Besides Rami being in that film and a couple of really great car chases, no. But I'm just saying, like, all of that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. after a while, it's a blur to me. Like, all the Fast and Furious, like, one or two of those are, like, really good. Kingsman 1, that fucking church scene, a lot of sequences yeah. are amazing. And the characters, too. It's like your, your villain, Sam Jackson, and, and his. Oh, my God. It, it, was, it was brilliant. What like, a great character. And Kingsman 2, and no, that's not what we're talking about, but it's. Yeah, we kind of digressed over here to the Kingsman. It's like who was who? I don't even remember who my villain I was. I love Julian Moore. She was wonderful. Oh yes, she was. But it's like they had her chained in that room. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't. 
She was chained in the diner. Yeah. It just. Uh, and I love that Elton John was her like bitch. That was really funny. But it was, it was also, yeah. there was a little bit too much of that. It would have been great if it like a it, blip it, of that. It, but letting Sir Elton like go on and on and it on. It was like, it was like, it was like a bit. It was like, yeah. it was just too much on the nose. Yeah. Probably another rewrite would have saved that. You know. Or maybe too many of those rag- yeah. rewrites got us to there. Who knows? We'll never know. Uh, but back to Killing Eve, there's so many shows that look like this, feel like this, are this, and you just see it. There's just, there's just a, there's a whole genre category. British procedurals. They're well, they, all on Netflix. Yeah. And I'll go in, like, I'll dip in for 20 minutes. And I thought this was going to be that because this is what I saw. But I was like still driven by the fact that it's Sandra. Oh, I'm like, well, no one Sandra. She's got a good agent. She's got a good head on her shoulder. She knows how to pick material. If she's fucking with this, it's got to be good. Yeah. And your villain is you. Oh, my God. You care about your villain. You know, like going back to. Sam Jackson, I I cared about that villain, you know Julianne Moore. I, I that villain didn't give me any motivation to love or hate that person. There's something about Villanelle that is reminding she, me of other past villains I've seen. She's a great villain. She's awesome. And again, you know me, I love me a three dimensional villain because that's one of the things that fascinates me the most. And and it's always it's like a huge deal for me. Is like I don't if I don't believe in the villain's cause. Like, what hurt the Joker? I mean, I guess that's why I never really... And again, somebody's going to come to my house and just, like, beat me to death. But, like, I'm not, a, I'm, not, I'm not a big Batman person. I'm not a big Joker person. It's like, at some point, y'all need to, need to see shrinks or some shit. I don't know. I'm just not... I'm not buying into your thing. You know? And then there's people like... I have a friend who would probably go... He just would scream in my face because he just loves Batman and everything about him, you know? But for me, it's like what motivates... Uh, someone to do what they do you know all of us that's why we're here for the story i'm not the yeah. one who cornered this god i'm just disappearing up my ass all of a sudden i've disappeared Ploop. what i'm trying to say is villanelle makes me really care about her yeah because she's a human being mm-hmm. she's not just showing up if you're good you know here's a good two-dimensional villain um my homie who was the villain and um lethal weapon at Yakutomi Towers, the the oh, passed uh, away guy. Oh, uh, that's uh, that's Die Hard. That's um, Hans Gruber. Hans Gruber. If you're going to be a two dimensional villain, you show up with Han- as Hans Gruber, or you don't show up at all. Hans Gruber was great. He was awesome. Loved awesome. him. Dennis Hopper's guy in um, Speed. In Speed. Oh my God. Yeah. I don't need to know anymore. Uh. Okay. That okay. Awesome. You got me at that. Uh. You know what I mean? You know that there's something there was something about that that was crunchy and delicious, and I loved it. If they're just like, if I just see like just doing cruel shit for no reason whatsoever, like if they don't start answering that question on a hands tail, if I don't find out what's driving Lydia and and who hurt, you know, uh, Serena and made her this way, uh, ah, yeah. Anyway, going to this Villanelle, I know what she reminds me of. I finally figured it out. One of my favorite, still to this day, um, films. Um, it's a French film. Oh my God. I'm about to freak out because I can't remember it. Uh, uh, hold on. Hold on. She's a French assassin. Anne Porod played her. Will I be able to find this? Yes. Uh, La Femme de Quita. Thank God. 
that didn't just go on and on and on. That's what I was thinking of, but I didn't. I was afraid I was going to say it wrong. So La Fimnikita did this thing where they took this junkie on the streets and they're breaking into a pharmacy. They've probably killed some cops and doing this. And she wakes up in a dank basement and she has to kick drugs and then she has to, you know, she's just she's chained in this white room and she has to 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 go through all of this shit. Right. And then they turn her into this trained assassin. They're like, basically, you're a worthless piece of shit and we've already had your funeral and your your mom came to it and she was heartbroken and you're now dead and you belong to us. And that's it. And that's all you are and that's all you're going to be. And so we have this beautiful sequence of her, you know, they, they take their time in, in developing her into this kick-ass assassin. And then there's there's the guy who, who I think um, Constantine reminds me of her handler. They very much feel like they're the same characters. It's like Bob and Nikita because he puts her, we see her training where he takes her into a room and she has to murder. They're at a nice dinner and she's kind of fallen for Bob and they're sitting at this dinner table. Have you seen the film with me? I haven't seen that one. Okay, we have to see it. I think you're going to fucking love it. So he's in this dinner table scene where she's got to shoot her way out of it and she thinks she's getting a reward for being let out of her room and now she's playing nice and she's there and she's just like all happy schmappy about being on dinner with Bob and then she has to shoot her way out and then she finds all these blocked entrances. It's like her final test. And in the end, you just have all of these kind of feelings for this character, even though like she started out as this piece of shit. And that's how I feel like we're starting as if Nikita gets out of the situation. She's never become a real human being. She's just this sweet, adorable psychopath who has a mom complex and has had to be tough to get through her situation. And she's been trained by a bunch of people. And then she ends up with, in Constantine's care. And she sees him sort of as a father. And that end when they're shooting it out, it's like there's a kind of this whimsical yeah, like thing. A, like a betrayal almost. There yeah, too. like you, yeah. her father betrayed her. And then she sort of, she chums up with the daughter. And the daughter's like tough as nails because, you know, her dad's like this, this assassin handler. There's a lot of, lot of lovely levels to it. But it reminds me of the original French film, Le Femme Nikita. So that's why I think I loved it so much because that, that film, I've, I think I've watched it a dozen times. And that's why, you know, and all the, the things that came after with Le Femme Nikita, I was, I, I, it never held up for me. But this is why I think I was so drawn to this character because it's so it's well at least for me it's rare that they they make villains that i'm like i get it i get why how you got here you know yeah but just to have like like um, i guess my biggest problem with you know say a character like negan is i guess maybe they're going to tell you on the show and i like negan just fine i guess but it's like it's some point yeah but i mean it's he's it's you're doing the same shtick Right. Episode after episode. Yeah, it's becoming a caricature. You're, and again, I know, you know it's based on a comic, but you can actually step beyond it. Preacher's doing that. Preacher's stepping beyond the pages of the comic book. Like this character's been, you know, embraces the pages of the book that it's based on. So, yeah. I don't know, but I like, I like me a good villain. I like it when I can see where the origin is without like going too much into like, they're born. Yeah. <laughs> Day one. I'm like, no, 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 no. I don't need to go back to the, like the womb or conception of the villain. I don't need the full origin story, but like, 
just, you know, and, and I love the fact that there's the absence of that with Villanelle. We're seeing little pieces of who she is. She talks about her mom's shitty hair and she looks at women who look like this, this woman that she had a thing for and all that kind of shit. So yeah, it's a lot going on here. It's fun. I hope they don't overthink it. They're doing a season two, right? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. It's, I think it's, it's supposed to be out soon. Yeah. It's about to come out very soon. So this one was fun. It was a, it was a good time. Yeah, and it's only it, I think it's only eight episodes. Yeah, it's like eight, yeah, something it's like really that. Short. Very, super short. So yeah, this is it, it was it's one of the good things out there. This is going to sound very strange if you're looking to uh, an escape. <laughs> if you want to escape, if you want something with Russians in it, you know, Russianing it up, and not all Russians, you know, are assassins or whatever, and have gulags and stuff. But if you really want to, like, you know, if you want to, like. Kind of take your mind off what's going on. It's a good series. It's a, a really it's fun series. Yeah. And, you know, just a lesson to those who are going to, like, BDSM situations where your balls are getting clamped. Look, and I am not judging. I think BDSM is a real thing. And it's a healthy community if it's done well and blah, 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 and all that kind of stuff. Just, yeah. I'm just saying, make well, sure there's real security there. Yeah. If you're Villanelle's target... I guess it doesn't matter. You're still fucked. You're, you're going to be fucked. I guess you're fucked. She's going to get into any situation. Yeah. She's going to penetrate part of the fun into where you are. She can get into a Russian prison. I mean, she the way she kills people and the way she enjoys it is kind of art. Yeah, that's the and that's the, that's the striking difference between like Nikita. Nikita is really good. They train her to be really good at it, but she doesn't necessarily enjoy it, especially when she gets a boyfriend and they're trying to have a vacation and she goes into the bathroom <laughs> and gotta, she's got to kill somebody. She's got to kill somebody. He's like, "Baby, are you in there, baby?" And she's like, "Just a minute." And she has to kill like some you know head of state. You'll love it. I swear to God, you'll love this film. It's so amazing. It still holds up. Um, but so it's like she's like torn and wanting to live a normal life because you know she's she's this new person now and then she doesn't want to kill and you know once you're out you can once you're in you can never get out yeah so and villanelle doesn't want to get out although she says she's hinting that she wants to get out does that really mean that she wants to get out i think she's just she enjoys like when she like when yeah, she, no, she, she gets might be tired of it though she tells eve at the table remember yeah. she says she goes eve, i'm so sick of this i want to get out like he's like fuck you bullshit yeah, so I don't Bullshit. Think she, I think she was telling the truth. Yeah. I don't know. I think, I think the she, truth was hiding in plain sight. I think she I think she enjoys this. I'm not saying that I think those two can be those, uh, both of those things can be true. I think you can enjoy killing people and then want to stop doing it at the same time. If she wants to escape and and live with Eve? Yeah, probably maybe. some fairy thing in her head, yeah. yeah. But like when she was talking to to um her handler and she's like oh why didn't you get you know how i love the asthmatics yeah you know that sort of torture and i'm like i had to say oh yeah okay let's go back favorite deaths favorite kills that villanelle has done i had to say that one was probably i want to say my favorite yeah that one was nuts because she she smiled at her the entire time she was dying and then she made her hand go bye-bye i was like wow and I was actually kind of worried about myself that I was actually enjoying her murdering these people. I was like, I need to like, I may need professional help. Yeah. I mean, well, we know that's true, but I'm just saying like, I was actually worried about myself when I was enjoying that. What were the other, and the way she kills um, Frank, we didn't get to see that one, but I know she's like, I have a thing for bathrooms. Yeah. And she dresses him up in the, the dress that, that, she, that Eve she, was in. Yeah. He must have a very slender waist because... 
you know, I think he just, Eva's a, no. he, she's like a zero. She split it up the back. Maybe, to, maybe. we're worried about this part of yeah. the murder. <laughs> I'm trying to, now I'm blanking on the other murders. What other murders did she commit? Um, the, the guy at the, the party with the, the kid and he, she stabs the dude in the eye. <gasps> that one. Yeah. Oh, that was oh yeah. And she was kind of smiling about that one too. Yeah. And she's asking where he got his sheets and she writes down the designer on her hand. And she goes out and, yeah. and then she tells a little boy, he goes, Oh, if you come out, I'll have to kill you too. <laughs> Brutal. And then she kills the, uh, the, they put her in the jail. Mm hmm. With the the person who pretends she's sleeping, yes, and don't she kills sleep. Her. Yeah, she just like fucking bites her juggler out. Yeah, she had some pretty gnarly you ones. Know. But I think the one that was like juggler the, is it called the jug the juggler? Yeah, is it okay? It sounds like the, somebody's just yeah. juggling. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, it's so. uh, it's it's horrible. How I'm like, oh, this is pretty cool. Yeah. Ooh. Okay, that's uh, season two coming up. I'm looking forward to season two. If you haven't seen Killing Eve, I think it's on BBC America. You can also, for some strange reason, at my high, they're offering it up on AMC. Um, but because our app is bullshit on our Roku, uh, we can't get that shit to work. So Way to go, Roku. No, no, Roku is fine. It's just fuck AMC's app. Way to go, AMC. <laughs> You're like, just give me a target and I'll hit it. <laughs> Way to go, whatever, motherfucker. Uh, Way to go, television. <laughs> Just blame it on the device that you're watching it on. Way to go, iPhone. Loved it. Go see it. Um, see it wherever you can. You know, yeah, I mean, you can, you can, you could seriously watch this in a day. Oh yeah, it's it's one of those types. Unless of you actually have you know a demanding physical job. You got to go work. If you're not at home doing a podcast in the middle of the week <laughs> on a t- on a Thursday, you're a bunch of creative fucking assholes. If there's any consolation, we basically have to eat pork and beans to survive. Um, so here's the or don't eat it all. I don't eat it all. We're eating grass. Oh, uh, cool. All right, that's it. We're gonna we're gonna talk about something fun uh, up next as well. See, I promise you, if you're like if you're listening to these sequentially, it's a like glow soapbox, uh, Hannah. Gatsby's uh, Nanette, uh, I get emotional, and then on this one, you're getting like us uh, relishing uh, an assassin. The next one that's coming up is very uh, lowbrow, and and for those of us, or if you're uh, if you're a Jersey Shoreite, a Snookian, uh, a situationally situationy, I don't know, whatever. Uh, cabs are here. We're going to be talking about Jersey Shore uh, coming up next, so please stay tuned for that one. And if you're not listening to these out of order, that made no sense whatsoever. By the way, I want to plug our social media. If you don't go there, please go there, ashleypodcast.com. You'll find all the podcasts we've done so far. If you'd like to enjoy your podcast off of a website, uh, you're not really getting anything new there. If you're listening to it from like Versus on iTunes, um, I don't know. I, our, our website could use some hits, so that would be awesome. Uh, listen to it wherever you get your podcast. We're about to be on Spotify soon. I've been neglectful of that. I am kind of like the shittiest social um, ma- manager ever. Like if it's left up to me, I just kind of suck at it. But you can tweet at us. I will answer you. Uh, we're going to have a guest coming up. We're going to have a special guest uh, along about next week. We're working on the timing uh, with someone who reached out to us. Somebody took us up on like wanting to talk to us on the podcast. We're excited about that. 
So we'll be talking to Andre coming up soon. We'll tell you all about him as we get closer. So, yeah, thank you guys for reaching out. We've had some good feedback as well. Some of you write to me privately just to share your thoughts about stuff. That's cool, man. I appreciate that. And thank you for all the people who are listening to the podcast. The numbers have been really lovely. And you're listening uh, from all over the world. And I hope you can understand my southern accent if you're in other countries. Um, Because in my own country, people can't understand me. So in my own state, in my own neighborhood. So, uh, yeah, listen, then on, so what are we on Twitter? We're Ashland podcast on Twitter. We're Ashland podcast on Facebook. And now we have an Instagram We're Ashland podcast on Instagram. So shout out, say hello. Uh, be nice. Don't be an asshole. And, uh, we'll shout back. So that's it for us. I always like to remind you to take a minute, minute, be kind to yourself, do whatever you can to relax. It's not always easy to, to do that. Uh, take a long soak. If you have a shower, though, you can't really take a soak. Do you just stand in the shower then? Just stand in the hot water. And you stand in the hot water with a shower beer, you know? Or you could hold a, like a, a a mug of green tea outside the shower, maybe, and then duck out for a sip. I used to smoke cigarettes in the shower. Did you? What? Oh. I had friends who did that. How did you do that? I just hold my, there was a window and I'd hold my hand out the window. Let me ask you a question. How? Wh- why? Why do you smoke cigarettes? I know. I mean, you know? that's a, that's a whole other. I think that's a completely different question. Like, I can't really come up with a good comeback for that. But I'm just saying. And I was a smoker for the longest time, and I never got people who could smoke in the shower or had to or have a shower beer. Shower beer, I can almost understand more than shower smoking. Is it that you just, the shower was going on so long that you needed a nicotine break? Just wanted to smoke. It was just enjoyable, or it was just like it was just time to smoke, and you happened to be in the shower when it happened. You were, or you were just smoking a cigarette before you took a shower. Wow. I, know. I hadn't even thought about that until you just brought up I had a lot thing, of so. friends who do that, so now you've kind of, so there is no mystery. It just happens. Yep. Huh. I know. I remember taking baths and like smoking when I would take a bath. I don't know why. And I, yeah, I remember that being kind of a thing. I remember like I got one of those things that went over the bathtub, like the shower caddy. Like it's a very European thing. We didn't do it like much in the South. I think I was the only person who did it. And I'd have a cocktail and I'd have my ashtray and I'd have my cigarettes and I'd have like my magazine I was reading at the time or my book. And I would sit there until the water started to get chilly, and then I put some more hot water in there, drain it out a little bit, put some more hot water, and just sit in there for like an hour and a half until it turned pruney. That makes sense, but a shower cigarette just seems it seems decadent and Roman for some reason. So I don't know. I'm not telling anybody to smoke. I'm not telling you what to do, but I'm just saying that's if that's your thing, man. I'm not going to judge you. I wonder if people shower eat like a rack of lamb in the shower. I guess it depends on the food. Anyway, whatever you're going to do in the shower, uh, do it safely. And uh, we will see you very soon. Peace, y'all.